welcome to the Evidence-Based Parenting Podcast. My name is Danushi and I'm a mum, psychologist and founder of Fuller Moments. Join me each week as I dive into a different parenting topic or dilemma and present you with the evidence to help you and me make informed parenting decisions. Hello and welcome to another episode of Evidence-Based Parenting Podcast. Today we're talking toilet training. This is one of the big most milestones we're currently facing with our eldest daughter who's two and a half. So for two psychologist parents who did a lot of research and a lot of knowledge application when it came to other parenting decisions, we actually went more with the flow with this one. But now we want to try and do it properly. So I did some research to help form the method we're going to go with and of course to um, create a podcast episode to help you out. So a bit of a confession This is actually the second time I'm recording this podcast. The first time I probably went into a little bit more detail into our daughter's toilet training journey, but upon rethinking it, I wasn't sure how much 13 or 16-year-old her would appreciate that being shared. But essentially, she began to show interest in going to the potty when she was around one and a half. Then she lost interest, and because we knew she was going to be facing a very big change in her life, becoming a big sister and losing baby of the household status, we decided we weren't going to keep trying. If she wanted to try sitting on it, we would let her, but there was no pressure and no formal attempt to toilet train her because we knew it wouldn't be an ideal time when there's a lot of other changes happening in her life. But now she has been a big sister for six months and we're more of a comfortable headspace managing two children. So we've decided this is the month that we would block out some time to do so. So trying from a psychological perspective, that would be my guidance. Pick a time when there isn't any big changes or stresses for you or your child at the time and when you feel that you are ready to commit and focus. Looking at the literature, it looks like the age in which toilet training starts and finishes has gotten older, shifting from about starting at 8 months to completing at about 24 to 36 months to the start of around 24 months and a finish of around 36 to 39 months. That being said, in, eight, in some Asian and African countries, it is common to start training very early, even as early as two to three weeks and complete toilet training by 12 months old. The start of toilet training in the Western world is largely due to the increased use of disposable diapers and both parents working. Personally, I was keen to learn the most effective way of toilet training. Anecdotally, a common method I've heard of was just go cold turkey and go nappy free, a method that comes with many stories of poos and weeds all over the house and was definitely a deciding factor in us pushing back the formal training when we're also adapting to having a newborn and a toddler. And yes, I was hoping that the research would give me a much less methy, messy method. I did find a study that looked at two categories of toilet training, child-orientated and beha- structured behavioural. Orientated approaches are, like the title suggested, driven by the child. They begin when the child shows readiness. They are physically ready, so they can sit up, dress themselves, and stay dry for more than two hours. They are able to understand and respond to instructions, and they appear motivated and interested to start toilet training. These child-orientated approaches may involve giving a child a potty that is their own, getting them familiar with it, for example, allowing them to sit on it clothed. Parents may also do things like depositing contents of nappies into the potty to show the child that's what the purpose is. But essentially, there's no forcing them to use it, You take their lead when they say they want to start using the potty. There is no punishments involved, but rather using positive reinforcements such as praise and cuddles, and some models even allow for treats to be used. Before I go over the structured approach to toilet training, I quickly wanted to introduce my small business, Fuller Moments. Fuller Moments provides you with resources and tools to help you reflect, grow, and thrive. 
In fact, this podcast is one of the Fuller Moments resources, but I also have products to help both adults and children thrive, all rooted in evidence. Check out the full range at fullermoments.com. Now, back to the podcast. The structured behavioural approaches are more parent-led. There are different models, but all essentially have a structure or strategy. Some of these models include increasing fluid intake and placing the child on the potty at regular intakes, um, diaper alarms, and some even start at birth and involve the parent learning to recognise signs that the baby's ready to urinate or poo and placing them either in the sink or over the toilet, so very much reducing the use of nappies altogether. Most of these models also include positive reinforcement, and some even include punishments for accidents. Because structured approaches don't wait for the child to show readiness signs to begin toilet training, parents who use these methods typically start earlier than those who use the child-orientated approaches. This makes sense given that some of them even start at birth. In terms of which approach is more successful, the research indicates that the child-orientated approaches have a slightly higher success rate, but it should be noted that there is not a lot of research into the success of different toilet training methods, specifically comparing the different methods directly. And these studies don't take into account the other familial and temperamental differences that might come into play. I also reviewed more modern advice and taking into account these readings and the above mentioned studies, my takeaways were, when you're getting ready to toilet train, observe if your child is displaying toilet readiness signs, begin at a time when there aren't any big stresses or changes happening, get them familiar with the potty or toilet, most methods include getting the child either a small potty or a seat to adapt the toilet to fit to them. Have them wear underwear or training pants so they can understand the feeling of wetness and know when they're going to pee. Encourage your child to use or sit at the potty at times that make sense. For example, after eating or when they're showing signs of needing to go. When they do successfully use the toilet, reinforce it with praise and excitement and perhaps a reward system like a sticker chart. And if they do have accidents, try not to react negatively. I also learned that typically daytime toilet training is achieved first, with nighttime toilet training taking significantly longer, sometimes even years after. Taking all this evidence into account, plus what we'd heard anecdotally from our friends and from our own understanding of human behaviour, which I've touched on in the previous episode, we decided to first begin by creating hype around starting toilet training. I made up a toilet um, potty training reward chart and I stuck it up on the fridge the week before and we began explaining that on the weekend she could try wearing underwear and if she went on the potty she could put a sticker on the chart and how if she got five stickers she could pick out a reward from the reward bag. And we kept talking about the chart every day and showing her and building excitement around it, showing the stickers for the chart if you do want the t- chart template, you can just edit it with your child's name. Just send me a DM on Instagram at evidence-based parenting podcast and I can send you through the template. That way you don't have to make one from scratch and I just printed it out from Officeworks. Um, I also bought her different underwear and I showed her and I let her know that on the weekend she can pick out which one she wants to wear and I also bought a Wiggles potty seat and again I told her on the weekend she could try that. So by the time the weekend actually rolled around, She was super excited to ditch the nappy. Since then, we've been pretty much following her lead, plus asking her at appropriate times if she needs to go. Sometimes we do try to make it enticing. So we might say, do you want to listen to the Coco Melon toilet training song while we're on there? Or, um, yeah, we can be with her if she wants. Or we even let her have a bit of independence by saying, would you like a little bit of privacy while you're sitting in the potty? 
And I also continue to build excitement and positivity around the whole toilet training things by like showing her what's in the reward bag, just reminding her if she gets five stickers, she can get pick out one of the things from the reward bag. I also found a great book on Amazon around toilet training. Um, again, I can send you the link to that if you are interested. We also do a lot of praise when she goes. And if she has any accidents, we don't make it a negative experience. We just try to learn from it. So if you, like me, are about to begin your toilet training journey or you are in the thick of it, good luck. I'll be sharing our journey over on the Instagram page. And I'm also keen to see how you go as well and if you have any wins or tips because I definitely think toilet training is a space that we can also use some anecdotal stories as well to help us. So yes, good luck and I will see you on Instagram. If not, I will listen be in your ears next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is a Fuller Moments resource. Fuller Moments aims to provide you with the tools and resources to help you reflect, grow and thrive. Check out fullermoments.com for more information. And if you want more information about this podcast, join us over at Instagram at Evidence Based Parenting Podcast. See you there. Thank you.